What on earth is that? It's a Journey in the Comics Network production! The following podcast, scheduled for one fall, is for the Journey into Wrestling Podcast Tag Team Championship. Because the Warhorse will fight until he breathes his last breath. I got the whole damn world in my hands. Your arms are just too short to box with God. You just made the list! But the man is back. Daddy's home. Ricky ain't about just taking titles. I'm about taking this up to another level that you've never seen before. I'm a wildfire burning across the countryside. I am Napalm Death. Welcome to Villain Enterprise! No fan, no company, no entity, all pro wrestling. No more questions. Not that damn now. What's up, WrestleManiacs? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Wrestling. It's Journey into Wrestling, Season 5, Episode 13. I am your lagadacious host, Nate. Today, joining me, as always, my podcast cohort, the man, the myth, the one in the middle, Buckles. How's it going, my dude? I'm doing all right. I'm still kind of... Uh, kind of uh, tripping over lackadacious. That was that was beautiful. Lackadacious meaning <laughs> that for some reason the feed on my recording end. I'm the fucking person hosting this ma- meeting, and I look like shit, and I have the worst lag. And you look great. I don't. Science is fucking weird. I don't <laughs> understand it. Aliens, you know. Uh, but uh, man, God, we've you got. Yell, Go ahead. Uh, you yell. You yell science like that. That makes me think of fucking system of a down. Science. Yeah, dude, I, I love that song on the album. It's like track 10, I think. But, uh, man, what is good in the world of wrestling? Things have been in turbulence and turbulation since we last spoke, of course. Well, I mean, our, it's only been it's only been like 72 hours since our last episode. True, so I mean, like, true. We haven't had a whole lot of televised product. Really, we've only had uh, one WWE show and one other big promotional show that we'll get to. But a couple little bits of news here and there as well. Going to touch on one company that we don't talk about very often. Actually, two companies we don't talk about very often. Yeah, this is us uh, not venturing. Well, listen, listen. If you go back and listen on the show, we've talked about these companies before. But they don't, not like Buckle said, get nearly as much love as some of the other companies we were hyping and talking about. But to be fair, these two companies have kind of been sheltered because of 2020. So so that is, I mean, just to preface that, man. But, you know, last episode was the Brody Tribute episode, and we talked about that. We did the end-of-year awards. That was fun. I really had a blast talking about the, the awards and giving those out. Uh, it was sad and difficult to talk about the Brody thing, man. But uh, I think that wrestling is in a good place to continue to move forward. Getting there. We're, we're getting better. Um, despite... The, the ghoulish fucks on Twitter who make, you know, parody accounts of Birdie's wife and Birdie's kids and everything. Like, shit like that we can deal without, but. 
Well, people are going to be petulant children <laughs> because people are fucking petulant children. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but that's just the facts. Yeah, it's really just it's really sad to see people turning it into a big WWE versus AEW thing when it really doesn't need to be. Yeah, it but doesn't need to be at all. Is. is what it is. Is what it is. Um, um, yeah, we got some news to touch on. A couple, a uh, couple shows to talk about. But uh, yeah, got a nice little episode lined up. Dude, I think uh, so. I'm glad to be back here with you uh, and so hanging out. Do we want to hit on a couple of headlines first? What do we want to hit first here? Well, you know, honestly, it's. I feel like the big event that happened is important and we should probably save that for the end. And then the, the news that kind of you shocked me with, was that earlier today uh, is, is probably what we should kind of kick shit off with. If we want to do that, then it means we got to talk a little bit about Monday night raw, um, which last night was legends night. Sure. The, uh, which when it got announced a couple of weeks ago, people just kind of rolled their eyes because it's just trying to pop a rating and stupid. Um, but Legend of Night was last night, and it was a really bad Raw. You know, of course, first first Raw of twenty twenty one. We're not off to a good start. Um, primarily because the Legends thing was really either a underused or b was bullshit, for lack of a better term. Um, it's not just Legends; it's Legends that we have back in the back as producers most of the time. Anyway, it's Mark Henry and Booker T and fucking Big Show and Ric Flair who's here because he's always fucking here anytime charlotte's here mm-hmm. um it's hulk hogan who we don't really want here and nobody really wants it sucks that they uh they ended last week's raw on a cliffhanger with the uh randy orton going to burn alexa bliss alive did he do it did he not do it we don't know it faded to black so you'd think with big cliffhanger that's what we're going to start the show with right nope we still don't know they didn't even touch no, it no no they they did address it Oh. Like 45 minutes into the show with Orton go, no, I couldn't do it in the backstage interview. Now nah, I couldn't do it. So you're telling me there's announcers there. There's crew there. There's people videotaping it, which no one. There's a little bit of a cognitive break where there's a guy that's going to set a woman in fire on fire in the middle of the ring. And we're not going to do a damn thing about it. Everyone's going to stand there. Yeah. But. Oh, see, that would have made for when, great television if, yeah. like, just one of the cameramen would have threw a fucking camera. Down. Camera eight. What are you doing? He's fucking chasing. <laughs> Fucking tackles Orton. Orton's Samoa, like, what the Samoa shit? Joe jumps up off a commentary. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, no, man. Not only, so not only are you telling me none of that happened, nobody tried to stop it, but when he mm. didn't do it and everybody's standing there watching him not doing it, that nobody in the span of a week went, hey, he, uh, she's, she's alive. No one, no one did anything. She's cool, folks. Don't worry about Fine. it. So anyway, the legends thing was touched on throughout the night. They had random appearance by Melina who looks wonderful by Tori Wilson, who is gigantic when standing next to Nikki cross. You have the obligatory Ron Simmons. Damn. You have uh, the boogeyman, whatever. Um, people were pissed off because the promos showed Carlito and Eve Torres and neither of them were on the show, but in the end, yeah, really? On the show. Yeah, neither of them had. They teased Carlito, and Carlito did not show up. That's correct. Straight fuck WWE, my friend. What? <laughs> well, I mean, when someone on Twitter asked, "Where the fuck is Carlito?" I'm like, 
staying far, far away from this train wreck with his feet propped up on his couch laughing at all of us. Well, that's one thing. And then also, that's a pretty shitty gimmick to have during a pandemic. Let me spit all <laughs> over <laughs> you. <laughs> that's, uh... you, know what else is, you know what else is a shitty gimmick? Bringing in a lot of older people to a pandemic when you're getting people together and no one's wearing masks on screen. That's also a pretty shitty gimmick. So let, let's let's just bring Ric Flair back and have people, you know, hugging on him. That's a great idea. He was only in a medically induced coma last year. Uh, um, I wonder I wonder if Hogan and uh, fucking Flair had another backstage fallout for real where they almost came to blows because Flair's a crazy ass old man. You remember when uh, Flair sued WWE for the phrase, I'm the man? Because uh, WWE yes. doesn't think you remember. Uh, no, the the uh, the two Hogan bits that we got. One was this really shitty, like he called it an H phone instead of the iPhone. It was really bad. The other one was him talking up the match between Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre for the title last night, and talking about how uh, he thought Drew was going to win, and he was he sees a lot of himself in Drew McIntyre, and the entire wrestling Twitter goes, "So Hogan's not backing Keith Lee, huh?" <laughs> oh hey hogan you're a racist uh, um anyway but the whole legends night for all the other shit that they you know teased and you know name dropped or whatever the only thing that it ended up resulting in was all the legends came out and introduced and like we're on stage when keith lee walked out for the title match the match was great uh keith lee lost but great match <clears throat> And then uh, with like two minutes left on the show, the the sea of legends, all 10 of them, part and out comes Goldberg. Dude, walks- what is Goldberg's old so, ass doing? Like, seriously, what? I'll tell you exactly what? what he's doing. I'll tell you exactly what he's doing. He walked down to the ring, got into the ring with McIntyre, who, correct me if I'm wrong, is a baby face. Yeah. Yeah. And did not interact with any legends throughout the night other than Hogan, which was a positive interaction. And Goldberg insinuates that McIntyre doesn't respect any of the older folks, doesn't respect the legend, thinks he's better than everybody else. And that Goldberg's here to take him down a peg and show him what's what. So who's, who is the heel now? Are is Goldberg a heel because he's delusional because they didn't play it up like that way? Is McIntyre a heel because that doesn't fit anything he's done or will be doing in the future? The only, and then McIntyre makes a comment like, fighting you would be like fighting my dad. Yeah. And then go, and they, they end the show with Goldberg pushing him down. What? I'm serious. They, they cut right after that. We went off the air. We're out of time. With a Just weak ass down. Goldberg push, there wasn't even a spear. It wasn't a jackhammer. A 55-year-old Goldberg pushed him over. Fucking pushed over Goldberg. Pushed over Drew McIntyre. Now, come on. There's no way in hell that Goldberg's getting big-ass Drew McIntyre for a jackhammer. No, it ain't happening. So, anyway, the whole Legends Night thing was a crock of shit. Uh, The Goldberg angle, crock of shit. Um, The only positive is that now we know he's not going to win the Rumble because he won't be in the Rumble. Thank God. There you go. But the news that I wanted to get to you with, um, the weird and random shit that is WWE, I mentioned Tori Wilson. Uh, the uh, bit that she was part of uh, was her and Nikki Cross, which was really creepy because the two of them look like My Giant, the sequel. 
Uh, Nikki is five foot nothing, and Tori Wilson's apparently eight feet fucking tall. Um, but along comes uh, uh, Garza, Robert, uh, Angel Garza, with his Latin Lothario gimmick, tries to give her a rose, and she goes, "No, no, 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 no! You need to go in the other room. We've got Cardi B and 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 fucking uh, 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 Kylie Jenner is here. They're all in that room waiting to see you." She name drops a couple random uh, uh, celebrities like Cardi B. And of course, she goes, oh, man, I got to go to this. And goes in the other room, and there's the boogeyman. Of course. And he gets chased out of the boogie, chased out of the room by the boogeyman, and R-Truth pins him for the 24-7 title. And we get a Ron Simmons dam, and that was it. Wait, boogeyman was 24-7 champ for a minute? No. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, Garza won the title on New Year's Eve. Oh, I got you. I see what's up. Yeah, it was a TikTok thing. Anyway, um, but somebody tweeted to Cardi B tagging her in that that she got name dropped on Raw. And she's like, why am I getting tagged all of a sudden? Like, why am I all of a sudden seeing a bunch of WWE posts on Twitter? And somebody clued her in that, hey, you got name dropped. And they signed her the link. She's like, I actually used to be a fan. I used to watch back in the day and I thought it was cool as shit. Never thought this is how I'd make my debut. Yeah, nice. And uh, so the, the shit that came of it tonight, because WWE jumped on that as you would expect them to. Because, well, yeah. hey, we have very popular celebrities, you know, acknowledging WWE. We have to capitalize on this. And, I mean, how else to get softly slid into PG-13 other than that wet-ass pussy? I'm just saying. If you think that they're going to put a microphone in front of Cardi B and it's going to stay PG-13, you're <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I'd anyway. love to see that. That's, that's, that's more risky than putting a fucking live mic in front of Ultimate Warrior after 20-some years. So here's the problem. Cardi B tweets out, you know, WTF, this is not how my WWE debut was supposed to be. Vince McMahon, count your fucking days. It gets quote tweeted by Lacey Evans. Now, you know Lacey's gimmick, sassy Southern Belle. Lacey comments, careful what you wish for, you nasty. We aren't Nicki Minaj. You'll get sent home with more than a busted eye. Here's the problem with that. Lacey's in character here. She's clearly in character. Definitely. Using her catchphrase. Um, Cardi B retweets that with, a white woman can't never put fear on me, sweetie. Got me fucked up. I was showing WWE love the whole night yesterday. I don't know where the fuck you came from with your unnecessary bullshit. So she doesn't realize she's being worked. No, she doesn't. <laughs> what, we what we have here, what we have here is, is. Oh my God, is this a work shoot? Is that no. what's happening? No, no. This is oh, dumb all the way false, around. What it is, alarm. No, what it is is Cardi B, who doesn't watch the current product, not realizing that Lacey's gimmick is sassy Southern Belle, and Lacey not realizing that, hey, maybe using the term you nasty when talking to a black woman, when your gimmick is being a sassy racist woman or sassy white Southern woman, probably not going to go over well. Nope. It's, it's her not knowing, or it's Cardi B not having a clue what's going the fuck on. And thinking now she's being called something racist. And Lacey Evans not knowing what the fuck is going on and not knowing, hey, that probably wasn't the best of ideas. You know, good idea trying to chase the headline and good idea trying to get yourself known and get yourself over. Sure, whatever. Maybe not use the catchphrase. Maybe not do it in character. And I could pretty well say that WWE cashing in on Cardi B probably not going to happen now. <laughs> well, no, not now, 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 now. Let's just record, hold on. For the record, I don't care. <laughs> well, no, but this could be cashed in intelligently because listen, 
that's real heat that just got created. Some real friction. And all it takes is WWE reaching out and being like, hey, listen, Cardi, we maybe not necessarily agree with the lyrics in your songs, but it's cool that you're a celeb that shouted us out. We're giving us love. This lady, this this Lacey Evans, she was in character when she said that to you. She was trying to stir that pot. She was trying to macaroni <laughs> in the pot it, as you will. And I want you to, I want you to do me a favor. Okay. I want you to picture someone telling Vince, hey, Cardi B is interested in us. Vince is immediately going to go, who is Cardi B? Yeah, and then all they're going to do is put on that wet-ass pussy yeah, video, I want you and to, it's going to be great because Vince loves that kind of shit. I want you to picture Vince McMahon watching. Oh, this is phenomenal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is the best goddamn video I've ever seen. I, that I cannot statue's imagine. tits is pouring out water into the fountain. It's great. Pussies I can't imagine everywhere. anything that I want to see less than WWE trying to cash in on that song. I, I don't think they nothing. would ever cash in on that song. But I do think that Vince seeing it, would be fucking no, hilarious. Look, no, this, this face. You don't think they would ever try to cash in on that song? No, because you you're not going to say wet ass pussy. I'm sorry, you're not. No, WWE's but there, not going to. There, but there is, there is the, no way the clean. There version, is no way. There is no way that they bring Cardi B on without referencing that song. None, yeah, but zero. then they would do the clean version, which is wet and juicy. And listen, I'm just going to say it. That song is still pretty fucking raunchy. They just changed a few words to make it seem. PG, it's still fucking raunchy. She says, I want you to park that big Mack truck right in this little garage. I'm a well aware. What? I am well aware. However, what? However, this is also the same company that won't sponsor that won't give uh China a uh a solo Hall of Fame thing because she's too explicit. Not until Vince is dead. Why is that sadly and truthfully the answer for not everything? Until, not until probably Triple H and Stephanie are no, dude, I think that H would, in a heartbeat, put her in. I guarantee. And no, I think that Triple Stephanie has mad respect for her, too, because I think that Stephanie didn't. I don't know that Stephanie would. Stephanie na- name-dropped China. Remember at the, one of the last things? She name-dropped China. I remember. Hold on. Name-dropping because you like getting from, like because you like getting a pop and actually liking the person are two completely different things, and we know. No, dog, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, tell me that Stephanie does not come across as a two-faced bitch half the time. And I'm not talking about character. Yeah. All, I would ask you to put it up because anytime I, anytime you reference Stephanie and whether or not she's legitimate or honest about something, all you need to do is pull up that tweet of her saying that uh, humanitarian efforts are how they are going to drive the brand. You're right. Sorry, I don't buy it. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that was the that was the Cardi B story, but that's not the big actual wrestling story from today or yesterday. I think right. Yesterday was the uh, we mentioned a couple of companies we don't talk about very often, and this one in this case is Ring of Honor. Um, we don't watch very much Ring of Honor. I don't because I don't have Honor Club and I don't have a paywall, so I don't really often do that. However, I would like to because the product's not bad. Um, but if you go back to earlier this year, there was, or I should say last year, no, this time last year, one year yeah. ago was when this yeah. contract was created. There was all this, uh, wondering of where was Marty going to end up? 
little did we know that it was on the bench <laughs> um, because Marty Dunn fucked up. <laughs> Well, we'll see if Marty Dunn fucked up. He's not said anything, and there's not been any further allegations in the um, speaking out movement that I can I'm aware of. There hasn't been any fresh allegations, but but okay, just to to, to set the scene here, Marty gets uh, gets brought into ring, signs with the Ring of Honor because they're going to make him their head booker. Pandemic hits, we don't see anything from them for a little while because he he officially shut Ring of Honor down, which good on him. However, right after he shuts Ring of Honor down, we get the speaking out movement. Marty gets accused of basically forcing himself on a 16-year-old girl while she was drunk. That's the accusation. The problem is that Marty's defense is age of consent in England is 16. Mm. The not the not the best of of defenses. But that was also during his party Marty era, right? that this allegation came from, he was much younger. He would have had to have been, I mean, God, this was like early still, in his career. So he was 19, maybe? Uh, later than that, probably mid-20s, early 20s. Okay, well, mid-20s, early 20s, no excuse. But 19, I, I can understand age of consent being, you know, but I think. Okay. Well, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying the 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 optics of him, I, hate, I continue to use the phrase optics tonight, but the argument if you if, if you get accused of, of sexually assaulting or forcing yourself on a 16 year old girl while she's drunk your argument needs to your, your response to be i fucked up i'm sorry it, it was technically legal but i fucked up i understand that i didn't i'm sorry that's that's the argument you need to be making not it's not it was legal and just ending it there and ring of honor is like they didn't necessarily say they were suspending him but they pulled him from tv well they weren't taping anything at that point, but they pulled him from his responsibilities and said they were going to do an investigation. We heard nothing else about it. Ring of Honor started taping about oh, a couple months ago. They redid the Pure Tournament, which was Marty's brainchild, actually. Uh, give credit where it's due. But then yesterday, out of kind of nowhere, out of thin air, we get a tweet that just says, and I think you were getting ready to pull it up. I'm trying to. My mouse decided oh. to. Okay, ah, ready? I, I was going to hit the time. Let's do it. Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, so they came out of nowhere kind of with this, uh, this out of the blue tweet that just says, Ta-da! please tell me I hit that. It's up. It's up. Yeah. <laughs> so not in so many words, but saying bye, like not really, this is kind of weird, formal, informal announcement. That, yeah. We're, we're just parting ways and we're not bye. Um, and now we're kind of left at, a, at the same place we were at the end of last year where where is Marty going to go? Or what's going to happen? It's really interesting, too, when you consider, let's not forget, he had a little bit of a stronghold and had a, a moment where he showed up in NWA. Mm-hmm. He was there for the hard time pay-per-view, and mm-hmm. it was a huge pop moment where he showed I mean, up. Realistically, your options, if he's going to go anyplace, NWA, AEW, uh, Impact, WWE, New Japan, or he's also been a champion there before. It's What's AEW all e- all day. I'm not so sure. I am. I'm not so sure Tony Khan wants to deal with that. Well, while that could be true, could be. And we also don't know. 
we also know that Marty has been friends with the Bucks for a long time. He's been friends with Hangman for a long time. So we don't know if there's more that they know and can say if Tony Khan comes to the Bucks or comes to Hangman and says, hey, we're thinking about bringing Marty on. What do you know about all this? And be honest with me because this is – if you're not telling me something, I'm going to find out. And our company is going to get fucked up because of yeah, it also. Yeah, so we need, to, we need to make sure we're bringing him – is this the guy I want to bring in? And if they – if they're either they're going to go to bat for him, which is possible, or they're going to say, maybe it's more of a risk than we need to be taking. And let's not forget they're friends with him. Yes. But they're also EVPs of the company. True. So I'm not so sure that he ends up in AEW. I'm not so sure that he ends up in new Japan because I don't know that new, new Japan doesn't let you back in. If you get popped for smoking dope. It's true. They're, they're very iffy on that. So I don't know that they're going to let him back. That New Japan's going to be coming and knock on his door. Impact. Impact could use some new people. We don't know if he's going to go to NWA because we don't know where NWA is as a company right now. I could see MLW taking him, but Court Bauer over at MLW has said he's been kind of hardlined on things. So really, to me, that leaves Impact. And, they, and to me, Impact and WWE are the two most prominent spots. I don't know that WWE wants to touch it. I mean, they let people go for less. They've also kept people for more. They have. Looking Uh, at you, Dream. Sorry. Velveteen. No. Not sorry. Austin Theory is right there, too. Austin Theory is right there, too. Um, But um, they also kept... uh, uh, Did they uh, keep Jordan Jordan Devlin? Devlin? Yeah. They did. Yeah, he's still around. But... It's it's going to be interesting to see. I I personally don't think he ends up at AEW. I don't think Tony Khan wants the risk. I don't think he wants the bad press, especially right now when they're riding really fucking high. Yeah, but they can ride higher. And let me say this, and this is what I'm gonna. No, this is what I I'm mean. Gonna, I mean riding. I mean riding high on good press. Oh no, I vibe that. I do vibe that, especially with the Brody thing. It was a huge moment for them as a company, like being able to band together, and we saw it across the board countless people over and over again and we'll talk mm-hmm. about another example of that in a few minutes I'm sure but like talking about it being the greatest wrestling tribute to a wrestler ever that's a huge that's a huge thing it but, is it is but let me just for a second devil's advocate that I am <clears throat> talk about why Marty is a lucrative option if the if AEW WWE or Impact go for him regardless whatever company he goes to is going to get instant pop from the real wrestling fans, the people that like him for his in-ring abilities, who may or may not know the shit that's going on behind the scenes. And then let's look at what's going on behind the scenes, right? Let, let me let me, let me give you a little bit of pause because there, I don't think you're going to find a fan that knows who Marty is that doesn't know what happened last year. You, you don't Casuals aren't watching New Japan. Casuals aren't watching Ring of Honor right now. No, I mean you. You're you're not wrong. Casuals aren't watching NWA because you have to seek those out. They're not. They're not showing up on USA. So your your dedicated fans are the ones who already know him, for sure. And they're the ones that already follow the news. I I don't know. I feel like AEW and WWE have the most to gain from having Marty, and I actually think that Marty going to Impact is a combustible situation. That's how I'll say it. 
And I think that because I think Marty, right now, look at the turbulence in the time. Right now, Don Callis is possibly actually factually leaving mm-hmm. Impact he Wrestling. Is. He is. Okay, yeah. okay. He So he is leaving Impact Wrestling. And Marty just got dropped as the lead booker. So if you're looking at this from Impact standpoint, oh, hey, a booker just freed up. So then that's a different option where he's not on screen. He doesn't give your company big promotion or big press. Mm-hmm. But you have somebody who knows the business in and out and can be backstage. But giving Marty that power could come with him putting himself back in a position. Let's say I'm not even looking at him coming back as a booker. Honestly, I'm looking at him coming back as an on-air talent because that's how he's going to. That's how he's going to win back people, and that's that's what his goal is at this point. Sure, like his professional personal goal has to be winning back people and getting people back supporting him. Well, then he's got to go to AEW because that those are where his true diehards are. The people like me who are not on the disagreeing. Fence. Who are like, listen, like I have a fucking villain shirt I can't wear now because the one time I wore it, my buddy's like, oh, you roll with Marty, huh? And I was like, I don't I don't mean it like that. Like, I just like the fucking shirt, you know, I'm not disagreeing in the fact that that he stands the most to gain from the AEW. Hands down. Very, very correct. I don't know that AEW stands to gain the most from him. Well, and that I, I guess that would be a time would tell. But then let's just look at it from a wrestling perspective of matches. Let's just just for fun. Mm-hmm. Marty Darby, five star match. Uh, <clears throat> Marty Cody and telling any of that story of the oh I was a member of the elite and then you just came along and I got fucking whipped out the fucking window essentially. Great story. Marty and Hangman. Hey, you're my dead friend. You know that story. Like there are tons of stories. Marty joining the inner circle. To betray X. Great story. Mm-hmm. Marty versus Orange Cassidy. Great matches. You look at the WWE side and you see a lot of the same things. Marty, Seth Rollins, five star. But what's going to happen if he goes to WWE? He's not going to WWE. He'll go down to NXT first and then maybe get swallowed into that. And if they don't use him right, then we just get more of his years washed out the gutter. I'd argue that he stands a he's better off going to NXT than he is anyplace else. Okay. That's honestly the that's to me that is the best like from a booking perspective. That's why that's we have best. a wrestling show cuz we don't from always a, agree. Yeah, from a booking perspective, that's the best place for him to land. Now obviously AEW, I I completely agree with you on all that. But if you're looking at WWE, he's better off going to NXT where he does have the dedicated fan base that watches NXT over casuals. The people that watch NXT are going to know Marty. People that watch WWE will have to learn who he is. Same way that the people who watched NXT knew who Keith Lee was when he showed up. Sure. There's They're a dream know, match on yeah. NXT, too. Adam Cole. Finn, also. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. But you want to talk. You uh, Let's look at Bullet Club. There's yeah. Adam Cole. You want to talk about somebody. It's, let's say you want a fantasy book with AEW. I'll fantasy book with NXT. Um Kyle O'Reilly beats Finn Bauer for the title. Uh, now we have a rift at leadership, possibly of a, a possibility of, let's say Adam Cole initially backs KOR as the, uh, as the title holder and, you know, good for, good for undisputed era, but maybe down the road, we get a little cracks in that. We get a feud between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. We get a split in the undisputed era and Adam Cole says, okay, Fish, go ahead. You go with him. You go with KOR because that's where Fish is going to end up going. Maybe Marty or maybe uh, maybe uh, Roderick Strong goes with Kyle as well. Cole says, "I've got my own friends. 
brings back somebody he has some history with in Bullet Club and Ring of Honor, Marty Skrull, as essentially your Undisputed Era versus Undisputed Era Wolfpack. Hey. For all intents and purposes. Um, or maybe they have Undisputed uh, vil- or the Villain Era. Ooh. You know? Episode title, The Villain Era. But... You know, there's lots of things you can go with that. Plus, you have dream feuds with him and Gargano. You have him and Champa, Thatcher, Velveteen Dream. Even though my eyes dick. just got yeah. massive at Champa. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Finn Balor, um, any of the undisputed boys at all? You know? Roderick also would be yeah. a great. Yes, um, you can have him feud with fucking Damian Priest. There's some Ring of Honor connections as well when he was uh, Punishment Martinez. Um, <clears throat> Think of tag teams. You could have him tag teaming against guys like the other sides of Undisputed Era. You could have him tag team against Imperium or whatnot. Hell, send him to NXT. You want to? You want to send him someplace safe? Send him to NXT UK. There you go. <clears throat> Man, have him fight Ilya Dragunov, Walter. Have him fight with fucking uh, Noam Dar, shit like that. There's three matches Dunn. there too. Pete Dunn. Oh, Tyler Bate. Ow. Yeah. Have we could have you could have a uh, uh, villain uh, villain enterprises versus Mustache Mountain, or villain enterprises versus British Strong Style versus Gallus. What's PCO doing right now, bro? Uh, tag teaming with uh, Mark Briscoe for the tag titles, not winning but fighting for the tag titles. Now, uh, I just because I don't watch Ring of Honor, I do follow it. Um, nice. There is a mini feud uh, between Mark or Jay Briscoe and EC3. Uh, so they put their tag team on hold for a minute. Uh, Mark Briscoe tagged with PCO uh, for a title shot recently. Uh, Roosh is still the title holder and just fought Brody King recently. Nice. Um, pure titles actually are a pretty cool thing they're doing. Um, and there's some people that I really like on Jonathan Gresham specifically on Ring of Honor. Uh, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, big fan of I'm I, we talked about it during the awards. I'm a fan of the grapple fuck style. They have a whole division now that is all grapple fuck based. There you Pure go. Division. So Jay Lethal's still a thing. That's good. Um I I think that Marty's best are going to NXT because they A have the money to bring him in. B that rebuilds his credibility with a fan base that already knows him. C there's dream matches abound. D it's not mainstream enough that he's going to get huge exposure like and draw bad press right away. They've also got experience dealing with bad press. Cough, cough, Velveteen Dream. Cough, 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 cough. Austin Theory. Cough. So, and again, I don't know that Tony Khan wants to touch that right now. I so, I mean, it's, it's going to see it. And it, there's everything to say. He could just sit out for a while, too. He's already sat out most of this year. I want to look at it from a different perspective of Tony Khan's brain frame. Because I see him as a lucrative businessman, right? And what does he see? A competition to get the guy first. So if it's, oh, well, Vince can scoop him and do something, or we can scoop him. Don't, I mean, am I wrong in thinking that, I guess? Because, I mean, I, he could be rehabilitated you- as a as a person and 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 have a transformation as a character on t- on the screen mm-hmm. in either company and it'd be good for him do you want to get into a bidding war with Vince McMahon and WWE 
over a talent that you're hoping can be rehabilitated. If Vince when is going to offer him, well, if, if Tony wants him, that's one thing. If Vince wants him and Tony wants him both, are they really going to bid over him? All right, but what about the what's the more safe environment though? Him around his friends like the Bucks who are going to hold him accountable, and Hangman who are going to hold him accountable, and Kenny who's going to hold him accountable, or in a in a den of people he knows but aren't necessarily his closest friends, as opposed to all the friends that he was with that didn't hold him accountable the first time. Well, that was pre Bullet or, Club era, though, right? Still, he's around all of his friends pre Bullet Club, yes, but he's still around a lot of people in the uh, British wrestling community where it's a problem there. True. And I'd also argue that maybe it's safer to be in a place where uh, the thumb of WWE is going to be wa- is going to be right over the top of him watching him. Well, I mean, that didn't stop so, Velveteen. No, it didn't. But sorry, that was a, that was a harsh burn. I know, but it's true. No, not at all. Yeah, you, it's a harsh burner if you think I'm sympathetic to Velveteen Dream, which... Uh, no, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't think anybody's sympathetic to him. I just think it's like, I, I don't want to... Listen, uh, he made his fucking stupid mistake, but I'm not no, the kind of person that just rubs it in all the time. I, I'm I'm kind of chuckling over something that you and I have talked about. Not, I don't think we talked about it so much on the most recent episode, but uh, an episode back that you're right. We have a great show because you and I don't always agree on everything. There is a growing dichotomy here. You are ever the eternal optimist, <laughs> and I am I am decidedly not. <laughs> but listen, here's my thing. I feel like in life, if you aim for the best, like things can still be pretty good. But if, if you're like, oh, man, it's probably going to be bad, sometimes that does work, and, and sometimes I am pessimistic. Like, listen, you know how my brain works because I am out in the, in the world. I am an external optimist, internal pessimist. What do I mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. Let me just tell you, folks. This is taking it a little bit, <laughs> sidetracking the podcast, but it's worth it. So my truck's brakes were fucked. Fucked with a capital U, my friends. And I'm talking, munching on some grindage. You're pulling up to the stoplight, and it's like... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is bad, but it's really weird because it's only happening... On the driver's side. It's not happening also on the passenger side. Passenger side seems normal. So I get out and I look. And I promise this has the eternal optimist, external pessimist or whatever I said. So there's the rotor. I feel the rotor. And I'm like, it's digging into the rotor bad. And the rotor's getting thin. And my first thought is, and this is, again, internal pessimist, external optimist. (laughs) Internal pessimist me goes, the next time I drive this truck... My brake is going to snap the rotor. I'm going to continue going forward and plunge to my doom in some manner. Obviously, that didn't happen. Obviously, I got the truck fixed. I drove it like 18 goddamn times after the initial like, ooh, this is bad. I was, dude, I was, I was, was kind of broke at that time, man. Fucking no. COVID hit everybody hard. It's real. No, I can tell you if, if I'm in your position. The internal, internal, uh, or external optimist, internal uh, pessimist. The internal pessimist is going, shit. That's going to cost a lot of money. The external optimist is going, shit. That's going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not criticizing, man. I love you for it. No, no disrespect whatsoever. I just think it's one of the, it's a nice little dichotomy we have on the show, is that you are going to be relied upon to say. I think the best of people, and I think the best of what I want to succeed. I'm going, he's going to die. He's going to flame out. Doom and gloom, gruesome death awaits us all. <laughs> the timing of you just saying that right now is utterly startling. 
And uh, let me just say, this is not a wrestling headline, but this is breaking news. Dr. Dre suffered a brain aneurysm and is currently in ICU. And I just saw that headline in the group chat as you're like, doom and gloom, we're all going to die. I was just like, um, the timing is see, terrifying. You know, the other part of being a pessimist and being a cynic is the gallows humor and the shit that comes up in your brain when you think about horrible things and, and bad jokes and, and all that shit. My life is a constant struggle not to make the bad joke worse. <laughs> no, I feel that, man. I feel that. So, so I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not certain that I should do it and I probably shouldn't, but you tell me that. And that's a horrible thing. We don't want to lose Dr. Dre by any stretch. I'm going to have to do it now. <laughs> do you think when he wakes up, he'll have forgot about Dre? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to hell. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, oh, my gosh. That was no. insane. Yeah, yeah. There's your episode title. Buckles goes to hell. <laughs> For the record, I love Dr. Dre. I don't want to see him anything bad. That's just the fact that my brain is a fucked up piece of trash. No, so. no, I vibe that. I didn't take it personal, and I don't think you're a terrible person. I don't think our audience I thinks do. you're a terrible person either. Also, real quick, I just want to shout out to all the people that have been subscribing on our YouTube channel. Please continue to do so. Share this with your friends. Hopefully soon you'll get to see an intro along with the actual episode. Um Hey, but, shout out to all the people on Twitter that follow us as well. We just hit 200 followers. Hey, yes. that's on you, man. That's on your hard work and effort. God damn it. And, hey, you know, where do you think? that's where the gallows humor and the fuck that brain is a good thing. And real quick, just because we're here and you said it, where can they where can they check out our Twitter? I'm going to point at the screen and just say you can see it here. But no, it's on uh, J.I.W. on J.I.C. For those listeners who couldn't see that. <laughs> Um, yes, that is absolutely factual. Uh, so we talked uh, about the Marty thing. We talked a little bit about the WWE Monday Night Raw thing. Mm -hmm. There's another thing for Monday Night Raw I do want to discuss before we By get to to the Wrestle Kingdom stuff because that's where we're we're closing out on this week's episode. Buckles has got the entire card, and we're going to talk about it. Um, but there's Raw talk after Raw, and yes, Mustafa yes, yes. Ali was on Raw talk, and yet again. He, yet again, this is a wrestler who took a chance on themselves and decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm cutting the promo I want to cut and saying what I really feel. And I mean, listen to me, I know for a fact he was off script by the way Charlie Caruso, I there think was, her name no is. Script. Yeah, there's no, there's no script to it at all. Okay, sure. And then the way that R-Truth was responding, because R-Truth's first thing is, you need to have a better perspective if you're going to get a better spot, man. You know, like, he was, like, trying to, like, be from that attitude, and I understand that. But look at Mustafa Ali, who has done nothing but his best work in this company and showed time and time again mm -hmm. he would do anything for them and for them to just consistently bury him, put him in shitty angles, turn him into fucking Glacier, whatever they were doing, you know? It's not worked. What they're doing with him doesn't work because they have this limited, warped perspective of his 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 talents. It's, it's fucking crazy to me, man. First off, uh, I, just real quick, any of the raw talk, talking smack, if you are not watching those, those are those should be required viewing because honestly, that's where you get the best promo work in WWE right now because they are not on script. They are allowed to cut whatever they want. Ricochet has had great promos there. Kevin Owens, all of them. 
Um, Hammond is there. It's all off script. It's all off the cuff. We remember the Daniel Bryan Miz thing from Talking Smack. It's the same vibe. They get chances to go. Now, in Mustafa Ali's case, this is kind of work, kind of shoot, because it's it's in character. It's a work in that regard. However, none of it is wrong, so it's still a little bit of a shoot. The idea, the whole gimmick behind Retribution is that these these people, these Retribution members got passed over, got overlooked, got you know marginalized for whatever reason, and that's all you know true. But they they take it to their extreme, or they're going to bring down WWE. That's the gimmick. However, Mustafa Ali does this promo about how it's fucking Legends Night. And they're bringing back people that haven't done anything in months. They're bringing back people who haven't done anything in years. And fucking Goldberg of all people. They dedicated three hours to, and I quote, yeah. people who can barely walk. Shout out to Mark Henry, who was on a scooter. <laughs> um, the, the world's strongest man on one leg. Um, but like, yeah, they dedicated three hours on Raw to Legends, but we can't even make the script. We can't even get on the show. We're on main event. Then he starts naming his members in Retribution mm-hmm. and people outside of Retribution, Drew Gulak and stuff, mm-hmm. saying, like, we're all busting our asses here and you're not giving mm-hmm. us a chance, but you're giving these has-beens a shot. It doesn't make Basically, any sense. He's, he's taking a what is very much a honest-to-God complaint and shoot complaint that a lot of fans have about the product and turning it into his gimmick and, and spinning it through his own gimmick, which is fantastic. And honestly, guy's a great worker. Guy's a great baby face. Guy's a great heel. Guy can cut promos. Guy's a great uh, uh, public outreach. He's cross uh, cross demographic, crossover star. The guy's a former fucking Chicago cop, and you can't do anything with him. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen? They're not going to do anything with him, and he's no. going to go elsewhere and explode in a good way. He'll break out. I you do. know, I hate, I, I, eternal pessimist. See, you folks are well, witnessing it right here. Yeah. He couldn't even give me this. Well, here, here's the thing. Couldn't even give me this, damn it. Well, no, no, no. It's it's the fact that there's, if you name a wrestler in, in WWE, I would tell you they're going to do better in AEW. Every single fucking one of them. Every one. Every last one. Braun Strowman would do better in AEW. But. It's not realistic to think that every person that leaves the company is going to go there. It's not realistically. It's not realistic to think that everybody who's got a problem is going to leave WWE. That's true. I think that's more Dolph, importantly Dolph true. Zig- Dolph Ziggler's still there. That's true. Man. Cesaro may never leave. Nakamura is happy to get a paycheck. Ricochet, for all the shit that we see with him, the fact that we everybody in the fucking world wants him to leave WWE has said he's happy there. He's in his dream job. Kevin Owens would kill. Kill in AEW. Uh, give me, yes. give me Kevin Steen in AEW. Fuck Kenny Omega. That's what I want to see as champion. But he won't leave WWE because that's his dream. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's contract could be up this year. We could see El Generico in AEW. Realistically, we could. Did we talk about this on the Brody Show about how do you think that the way that that tribute was pulled off, other wrestlers looked at that at AEW and were like, damn, I need to go there. Like, that's, what, that's maybe, what's up. Maybe. Uh, it, it's entirely possible. I'm just saying you can't – the idea of the grass being greener on the other side is going to be true for everybody. And we as fans want to see everybody that we like 
go to where they're going to be used the best. And right now it's, it's, it's very common and it's, it's very, I'm not going to say trendy, but it's, it's the first thought that WWE is the evil empire. AEW is the greener pasture. But and it see, very well may be. I don't well think it's all AEW though, because to me, I think Mustafa Ali could be more over and granted AEW would be a great place for him. Sure. There's a lot of things he could benefit from there. Right. But mm. If you want him to stand out, make a difference as a star, you got to put him where he's a little bit of a bigger fish in a little bit of a smaller pond. And look, mm-hmm. NWA with him, holy shit. Fucking ROH with him, holy shit. Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor would be fantastic. Impact with him, holy yep. shit. So Impact and MLW would be fantastic. It's not just all AEW to me. No, like I, I love know, them. I, I really I do. And I do I give them props. But... I do think there are other great promotions that do deserve some of these WWE guys mm-hmm. who are being underutilized. I do too. Uh, you can't tell me, and I would kill. I want to see Cesaro not go to AEW, not go to NWA. I want to see Cesaro go over to New Japan. Oh fuck yes! I want to see strong I see style. Uh. If we're gonna if we're gonna separate this out, I'm gonna fantasy book really quickly here. I want to see Nakamura go back to New Japan. Done. I want to see Cesaro go to New Japan. I want to see Samoa Joe go to New Japan. Done. I want to see Adam Cole go to AEW. Sweet. I want to see I I want to see Seth Rollins go back to Ring of Honor. That would be crazy. As Tyler Black, I want to see him go back to his roots. I'd love to see guys like uh, 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 Street Profits and New Day go down to NLW where they have a great tag scene. Or, you know, God help me. I'd love to see them go to AEW where they have a fantastic tag scene. Street Profits um, v. Private Party right. match of the millennium. Just um, saying. They would kill. They would tear it apart. New Day versus Young Bucks. Also true. Honestly, I said and thought the other day, uh, New Japan, who we're going to talk about in a moment, uh, New Japan every year does a World Tag League. It's their round robin tournament they do for tag teams. How cool would it be to actually see a world tag league and get tag other teams? promotions, tag yes. teams, fucking AEW. Like I actually had a list of all the like relevant tag teams you could see in a round robin tournament. Maybe I'll do this for next episode. Actually do it. You got the book of what would a world tag league look like? Maybe there, there I'll do that for next, for next episode. Like what teams would I want to see in a world tag? But league? You would have to book it to a winner. I probably could. If I'm doing it New Japan style, it has to be a round robin, which would be difficult. Yeah, because it's double elimination. Well, no, it's not double elimination. It's a round robin. Everybody fights everybody in your block, and then whoever has the most points. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I would probably have to just give you who I think would be the winners rather than, you know, individual matches. But Yeah, that's what I would say. I'll put that shit together. Um, Cool. But yeah, there's there's a lot of places, guys from WWE that I would love to see go other places, but not necessarily AEW. Um, and honestly, I I don't know. It's again, it's not realistic to expect even half of them, not just to go someplace else, but to leave WWE to begin with. A lot of them are there because they want to be. Would, no matter what we think of them, a guy like the Miz is never going to go to AEW. True, never going to go any place, never. I Roman Reigns is never going anyplace. He's a WWE lifer. I don't think Seth would. A guy like Aleister Black, sure. Send him the fuck to AEW. Let him murder people for a solid year. Sure. You know, give me, give me, 
chew on this. Give me Alistair Black. Give me Tommy End versus Kenny Omega. Give me there Tommy End go. versus. We already had Tommy End versus Pac once. Give me that again. There you go. Or no, that, that was Tommy End. No, that was Tommy End Pac. That was at uh, the first uh, UK tournament when he had just gotten signed. But yeah, there's. Do the idea of Cesaro and and fucking Samoa Joe doing the G1 is just. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> yeah, like, adjust your pants. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to go ahead and get to New Japan while we're on the topic? Yeah, I do really quickly want to throw out there that we are only five whopping episodes away from our 100th episode. That's right, folks. When you tune in for Season 5, Episode 18, you'll be confused because it'll actually be Season Nothing, Episode 100, because we'll officially have logged 100 episodes of the entire Journey into Wrestling Please tell series. me. Please tell me you actually said it as season nothing. No, 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 not. I don't have that yet, but I can put it there. Season nothing. That's fine. Uh, that'd be funny uh, for sure. So we do have, I have the, I haven't gotten to watch any of uh, Wrestle Kingdom yet. This was uh, the problem with it being in Japan is that it takes place at but o'clock in the morning, um, yesterday morning and this morning. We had two nights mm-hmm. just like we did last year. Sorry, I'm kind of moving my chair because my dog's decided that right now is the perfect time to start licking my leg. <laughs> of course, of course. Anywho, uh, so uh, night one, we had the uh, New Japan Rambo, which is the New Japan Rumble, um, for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling title, which is, was currently held by Toriano. Um, we had Bad Luck Fale, Bushi, Chase Owens, Dookie, Gabriel Kidd, Hiroki Goto, Tenzan, Minoru Suzuki, Rocky Romero, Show, Tiger Mask, Tohanare, Toki Magabe, Tomoyaki Honma, who I love. God bless that man. Tomohiro Ishii, Toroyano, Yuji Nagata, Yoshihashi, Yodasuji, Yujihiro Takahashi, and Yua Amura. I got all through those names, my God. That was great, bro. Um, but uh, I want to give a shout out because the way this match is set up, they go down to the final four, and then the final four have a match the next night. Toroyano ends up in the final four because he never got in the fucking ring. Toriano, whose gimmick is I would cheat to win in every way possible, and he's a face for doing so. One or got it got into the final four because the while the match was on, while the rumble was on, he just never got in the ring. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being bad luck Fale, Bushi, Chase Owens, Toriano. Uh, we also had Hiromu Takahashi over El Fantasmo uh, to win the uh, to become the number one contender for the IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Champion championship which happened on night two uh gorillas of destiny over dangerous techers uh which is taichi and zach saber for the uh tag team championship uh we did have a moxley sighting whoa what yes uh he was not there he was not at the pro- at the program but uh, had a taped promo with the uh, united states title um saying that no matter who is the number one contender he's coming for you uh it looked like it was it was taped at the new japan uh, united states dojo so probably going to be on their on their American programming, whichever that is. Um, which they follow that up by Kenta uh, pinning Satoshi Kojima to uh, retain his uh, number one contendership for that U.S. title. Well, and Kenta had recently tweeted out how if that guy is exactly how it was tweeted, isn't going to defend his belt, they should just crown him the champ. And That's I love the that they're they're building that feud because oh. It was kind of it was kind of fucked up because it was originally supposed to be uh, Kenta versus Juice Robinson. Juice had to bow out because of an injury, 
So they uh, threw Kojima in there, which had no build whatsoever, but still a decent match. Um, we also got uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi over Great Okan. Uh, uh, not really sure what the what the match was like. It's Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom, probably not that bad. Uh, Okada over Will Ospreay, which is unusual. Um, and we'll get more into it with night two, but uh, Osprey has a new faction called the Empire uh, that Great Okan, who just lost to Tanahashi, is part of. So now they are, out of three matches at Wrestle Kingdom, they are 0-2. Uh-oh. And then the end of night one was Kota Ibushi beating Tetsuya Naito for the uh, heavyweight and intercontinental titles, meaning he would move on to night two and fight uh, Jay White to retain those. Uh, so we move on to night two, which was this morning, technically. Um, we had the four-way, uh, which is uh, Toriano, Bad Luck Fale, Bushi, and Chase Owens, which Toriano wins by double low blow because he's fucking Toriano. And that's his gimmick, is cheating yep. to win. That's clever. Honestly, oh, God, if you, have you never watched a Toriano match before? Not, I mean, probably, but not off the top of my head that I can remember. The- the dude immediately, like, he will try to distract the ref, and you immediately try to take the turnbuckles off. He ties people to the ring post on the outside. He'll duct tape people's legs together. Like, he is the master. He is called the sublime master thief. That is his gimmick. His t- signature taunt is, <laughs> like, just shrug because he knows he's, he knows he cheated. That's he gets hilarious. Du- he dueled Moxley with turnbuckle pads. Oh. Because they, the in New Japan, the turnbuckle pads were one solid pad, not three. Yeah. So he will go over and untie them, and then Moxley did the same, and the two of them hit each other with them. Amazing. That was that was the G1. He beat Moxley in the G1 last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyway, night uh, night two goes on. Uh, Suzuki Goon, which is uh, Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, uh, beat uh, Rusuke's uh, Taguchi and Master Wato for the uh, IWGP Junior Junior Tag Titles. Shingo Takagi beat Jeff Cobb for the Never title. That is now the third member of Empire losing. So all three members lost all three matches. And titles in two of those three? Yes. Yes. Well, they were challenging for the titles. In two oh, of gotcha, gotcha. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Just the one. Uh, Cobb and, uh, Cobb and uh, uh, Takagi was the only one that was for the title. Um, the other one was uh, Tanahashi and Great Okan and then uh, uh, Okada and Osprey. That's Just right. Grud, straight up grudge matches. But really, your new faction, their first real chance at a pay-per-view, their first Wrestle Kingdom, and they have to go 0-3. Not a good look. Uh, not really sure why they did that. Uh, you have, in the Battle of Tag Team uh, members, uh, Sonata over Evil. Hey, wow. Tag team Those Sonata guys got go a, way back. Yeah, Sonata got a big push. Well, you, you remember Evil actually beat Naito for the double titles earlier this year. And then was We're, at one point Bullet Club faction leader. Still is. Still oh, is. okay. I don't know if he's a leader, but he's definitely part of Bullet Club. Uh, I think Jay White's still nominally the leader leader there. Uh, but, um, yeah, he defected from Los Angeles Bernables to go to Bullet Club to trade uh, Naito and took both his belts and then turned around and lost him later in the year. But Sonata beat him, grudge match. Not really sure how it went, but I do know the next match, which is also a Los Angeles Bullet Club match. Hiromu Takahashi over Taiji Ishimori was apparently a banger, which the two of them are both fantastic cruiserweights or light heavyweights. Uh, so I've been told I really need to watch that match. Uh, and then in the main event, 
Kota Bushi beats Switchblade Jay White to retain both titles, meaning we finished the night with Kota winning both titles. Um, Huge. And then in the, in the fallout after the show or after the event, uh, Sonata challenged him for New Year's Dash, which will be probably tomorrow or next day or something like that. Um, Jay White's talking like he's going to leave New Japan now and wants to go back home. Probably just wants to go see his kids more than likely. Yeah. Um, and now Abushi's talking about possibly unifying the titles, which is he requested it. He did, which is a little unusual because I'm not really sure that New Japan wants to. I'm surprised to hear New Japan talking about that, truthfully. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. But it does lend a little bit. No, it does lend a little bit of credence to the idea that we might see the quote unquote forbidden door opening. Belt collectors and, coming. It's real, man. It's be. gonna fucking happen. I'm telling you, Eternal Optimist in me is saying it. it's crazy, but they are setting up for this really I think, genuine I think you're, Kenny Omega I think your, thing. Your episode, your episode title needs to be internal, internal or external optimist, internal pessimist. That needs to be the episode title. Okay. Okay. Um, I like it. No, the possibility is definitely there for the crossover match. Now, whether or not it happens, we are completely in the dark. We don't know because we don't know what the relationship between AEW and New Japan is. Uh, we do know that AEW is is willing, eager, and able to do so. Like they've said, hey, we'd love to. We'd they really they like to. opening doors with other companies that want right. to dance. It looks good on them, and it actually is great for the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And AEW has said from day one, hey, we're down to do it if you guys ever want to. The question is whether or not New Japan wants to, and that's really where we're still at. We don't know. Sure. But the fact that 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 AEW has worked with NWA all year long, they've worked with Impact now, and they have a gimmick that is designed to cross borders, essentially. Let's find out. The question is, um, well, we also have to take into account this is still the COVID hellscape that we still inhabit, that if Kenny goes over to New Japan to do a match, you're not going to see him for two weeks. However, that's not well, I mean, how no, it's going to happen. Well, no, I'm saying that it, that that New Japan requires a two week quarantine prior to having a match. That's fine. You can't. I don't think you can get into. In, I'm not sure that you can get into Japan without a two week quarantine first. So here's my thought. They just had Wrestle Kingdom. It was a big event. They've mm-hmm. got a little bit before they're going to have another big event because they're going to space them out more because that's what they've been uh, doing in COVID. New Year's Dash is like within the next 48 hours. That's how it always works. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, after this run of of Wrestle Kingdom stuff, because you're right, New Year's Dash does always happen. But yeah, after that is a little bit of a break for them. Yeah, it'll be probably. I don't even. And we didn't cover the fucking other AEW news. We got to cover. I'll get to it. I promise. But listen, here's my thought: Kota Ibushi will come to America and lose that title on American soil. He won't lose the titles. Kenny's going to be the belt collector, dude. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's it's one no. It's one thing for New Japan to willingly do a talent exchange. They're not losing the title. They're not. They are. New Japan is is. It took them long enough to put the belt on Kenny to begin with. But what if Kenny made an an appearance back there that's kind of returning the favor where he can lose the belt? I I don't think that's a possibility. 
at all. Like it's not, not so much that I, it's not, it's not a a question of whether or not Kenny will show up and a cutter will show up. They're not going to have their title get lost period. They're not going to give a belt. They're not going to give the IWGP belt to a non, non new Japan wrestler. Okay. So actually I have an idea. I have an idea. Let's just play this game. Maybe by the time Kenny gets to Kota, Kenny has actually won the impact title possibly won the NWA title. I know that's like mm-hmm. a stretch or whatever. But then he's looking and he's, you know, um, got Abushi in the crosshairs. And then the story is really beautiful because it's like they were golden lovers together, golden elite together. They're real good buddies. They mm-hmm. have a genuine history. They've traveled the road together. Like all these things. And then, you know, Kenny fucking comes out, V-Trigger, one-winged angel, not for the title, but you see him hold up the belt with the other belts, and it's the image of him as, quote, belt collector. Right. But he actually does not defeat him when they make the match. I was going to say, I, I can see the – assuming they do the talent exchange, the build will be great. It'll be a great story. It'll go to a time limit draw. They can have the title versus title match. It'll go to a time limit draw because they don't do DQs in in New Japan hardly ever at all. There you go. Um, so it'll go to a time limit draw. And then once Kenny's got the belt off of him and maybe Ibushi's got the belt off of him, then you have a victor one way or the other. But I I, I want to be as optimistic as you are and I want to be as optimistic as possible, but I don't see any world where New Japan's going to let someone outside of their company hold the New Japan title. But I guess here's my thing. You said they have a U.S. product coming, right? They do. Okay, so how do you launch a U.S. product and get people to tune in other than piggybacking off of a already successful AEW and using their champion? So maybe Kenny does. I'll answer. Actually, actually, I'm going to answer your question because they've already answered that. Oh, yeah, New Japan's going to have a televised on in U.S. channel again. That I don't know where they haven't announced where they announced during Wrestle Kingdom that there will be a televised. New Japan product in the U.S. on U.S. TV soon. Yeah, and that's they what I'm have, saying. I'm saying, well, uh, that's what I'm saying is they already have the means to do the outreach. They already have New Japan. Uh, they've already been doing U.S. shows all year long uh, with guys like Kenta. Jay White's been over there many times. They've gotten guys that are now signed to WWE. Uh, Alex Zane was part of this. Hmm. Uh, guys that are on. Uh, we're at Impact recently. Blake Christian was part of that. So they have a dojo already. They already have it established. The only thing they were missing was TV. Now, will somebody crossing over from, from AEW bring more eyes to their program? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. However, the U.S. title is the main title on those shows right now. That's the idea. That's where they've been doing the the number one contendership for it. That's where Moxley's probably going to defend that belt is on that programming. Okay. So, again, but that's also the newest belt that has no lineage, has been established that they are willing to put that on the Gaijin wrestlers. That's that's the point of it. It's true. That's not the IWGB heavyweight title. That's not the one with the lineage. That's not That's not the belt. And as reticent as they have been to even do any sort of talent exchange whatsoever at all, I would need to be severely convinced that they're willing to do that step. That's a, that's a a huge other step for that. 
and I don't see them budging at all. Well, that's something I, that time will tell, I guess. We're going to have to just see what everything, because yeah. the world itself right now is a little bit scrambled anyway, so all these theories and possibilities are limited because of the COVID times. But once those... As I said before, gruesome death awaits us all. It's true, it's true, man. <laughs> Uh, but before we talk about gruesome death awaiting us all, let's talk about freezing your ass off because that's not going to be happening for AEW wrestlers moving forward as they're only going to film a couple more. Ha <laughs> ha. See what I did there. No, 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 no. I go, go ahead and run the story first. Run the story uh, okay. First. I'll sure. Make, I'll make my dumbass. I'll make my dumbass joke afterward. You sure. need to establish the first. Sure. So. The WWE or the AEW wrestlers have been freezing their their asses off outside of Daly's place because it's an open field venue, and they're going to be leaving Daly's place for the month of February, possibly parts of the month of March. They're going to be going down to somewhere in Miami where it is a bit warmer. Mm-hmm. If you're really worried about them getting cold while wrestling, maybe you shouldn't let Sting do his entrance anymore. I quit. <laughs> Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I I have gotten Nate to walk off the show twice now. <laughs> oh God. No, it's a valid statement. It's a valid story. They're moving to Miami. It's gonna be fun. They have every reason to move. It's cold as shit there. Well, it's not Indiana cold, but they have every reason to move off to go to some place where the wrestlers aren't gonna be wrestling in cold weather. That's completely valid. Pay no mind to me making stupid ass jokes. <laughs> hey, you know what though? I'm not gonna lie. For a hot second, I was like, he's gonna make a fucking glacier joke again. I know. No, it. no. I'm just making it jokes about winter is coming. They should have known. <laughs> Twice in one show, they walked off again. <laughs> oh God, I have control over everything now. <laughs> Oh, good lord! Uh, I the YouTube of this is going to be fantastic. Now I love it. No, um, <laughs> now I get to fill dead air while Nate's off screen. Because <laughs> I don't think he has his headphones on. I don't know that he can hear me. But oh wait, I'm filling dead air. I'm still filling dead air. <laughs> anyway, um. Then it should be a good move. It should be a great move. Um, I don't know where they're going. Uh, ostensibly, they could go to wherever the Dolphins are because... The they're Dolphins not going to film inside the ocean, bro. <laughs> now I'm walking off. Back-to-back <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, back walk Miami Dolphins. Oh, I got you. I know. I'm just fucking with uh, you. Whatever, whatever fucking field they play on, they're out of the playoffs now. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Miami fans. Field. Sorry to a fans. Uh, no, they are out of the playoffs. So, for lack of a better term, that facility's open. That is true. Hell, you know what I'd love to see? Send them down to uh, send them down to Tropicana Field. Let's have them uh, do a timeshare with the Thunder. <laughs> you know what I don't. <laughs> you know what I don't get. Why the fuck is the NWA studio not actually being utilized right now, even without crowd? It would still make for a dope environment to wrestle in. Honestly, have you seen, have you watched any of, I know you haven't seen the Walter match, but any of NXT UK recently? No, sir. 
the venue they've been filming it actually reminds me a lot of a more WWE little stylized, little dressed up, little modernized okay. version of the NWA studio. It's it's very similar. Okay. <clears throat> There's not really designed to be crowds there, so that's part of it. Um, it actually kind of gives me the same kind of vibe as when AEW first went to the crowdless shows and had where they look like they were wrestling in the warehouse in the back a little bit. Nice, yeah. So, but yeah, that is good breaking news. I'd forgotten about that. Lost in this whole jokes and walking off the show. Man, but I think that's a nice place to kind of put a bow on this one. There are many episode titles we can be using here. I still like the external optimist internal uh, internal uh, pessimist. Uh, pessimist. Thank you. That's the word. That's the I, word you're I, looking for. Well, the villain yeah, era. I, villain era is good. Um, I still also Nate walks off the show twice. <laughs> that, the that old double walk off. The old double walk off. <laughs> I kind of like that. Oh one too. God. Um, but yeah, man. No, listen. Wrestling, wrestling in the ocean. Wrestling in the ocean for the win. <laughs> and scene. Okay, we got it, folks. <laughs> Wrapped. All right. So I'm gonna let you guys know where you can check us out. As always, if you're watching us, first of all, thank you for checking us out. Make sure to get us on Facebook if you're watching us there. Like our page. Share us on any wrestling groups you may be a part of. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe below. We do appreciate it. Hit the bell for notifications. So anytime we're releasing a new episode, you're notified and be there watching it as soon as it happens, especially with 100 coming up. It's going to be pretty exciting, I think. So, you know, just just be ready for it. Um, also, make sure to go on all the different podcasting platforms for those of you audio listeners. I didn't forget about you. You're sitting there like, what the fuck, Nate? You're gonna we were just, here first. We were here first. <laughs> God damn it. You're just going to act like we don't, we're not even, you don't even want to talk, you don't even want to talk to us anymore? Okay. Speaking as an older sibling, we're always the first to be forgotten. It's true. That happens. <laughs> That's fact. Uh, me too. Uh, but make sure you can check us out on all the different podcasting platforms. That's Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. Other places as well. Just search Journey into Comics Network. That's uh, oh, this direction. It's right down there. This I'm also right doing there. I'm also going to be doing a little uh, uh, guest spot with one Mr. Andrew Poor later this week. Yeah, for a little spoilerific thing that's coming out soon that we'll be talking about eventually. But one more time, Buckles, just for those people who might be late to the show, if they want to chat with you during any of your live tweeting of the shit show that is Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or possibly Dynamite, depending on how you're vibing, where is it that they hit us and feel free to do a hand gesture with magic? That would be at the JIW on JIC uh, on the Twitter feed. By so way good. of maybe send that to an insane asylum, I'll probably see it at somewhere. There's a there's an insane asylum in Logan's Port, Indiana. I go by there all the time. Pretty sure I have a parking spot there already. Whoa. I know I have. A, <laughs> well, we already made the comment of Buckles is going to hell. I have a parking spot there as well. <laughs> I have a timeshare. Nate walks off and Buckles goes to hell. That's the way it rolls, bro. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Wrestling. This has been Journey into Wrestling, Season 5, Episode 13, Wrestling in the Ocean. <laughs> I'm they'd Nate. Probably, they'd probably still do better than the Dolphins. I'm oh. Bubbles. <laughs>
And we will see you folks next week on Journey Into Wrestling. Take care of yourselves and each other. Later, y'all.